taking us to accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. Lord, today we ask that you breathe upon us. Open our eyes to see as we ought to see. Change our lives. Teach us yourself. And let your name be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you. Good evening, everybody. Say good evening to your neighbor. You may want to ask them, how was work today? Or are you on vacation? <laughs> okay. Today, by the grace of God, we will start another, a new series. Um, it should be a six-part series based on the projections. But, you know, you never know. But it should be a six-part series. And um, it, it, it is interesting because of how crucial it is what, what we are going to be talking about in the next six weeks. In fact, it is so, so, so crucial. You know, um, if you received an SMS, of, if you were here on Sunday, we, we said we were going to be talking about the world most pressing need. The world most pressing need. So what is the world most pressing need? After Jesus, of course. You know, Jesus is the world most pressing need. Okay, fine. After Jesus... What is the world's most pressing need? Who can tell us? Okay, it's in your outline already. The world's most pressing need is character. Character. And today, we'll be looking at character. The world's most pressing need. Um, can I get a pen? Now, black pen. Thank you. Um, thank you. I don't write with blue pen. I kind of have an affinity for black pens. Um, character. Now, character. Is someone, a wise man say, said, I mean, I don't know who said so, but I mean, it's, it's something I've heard over and over and over again. That character is who you are when no one is watching. Character is who you are when no one, when no one is watching. 
when the lights are out, when no one is watching who you are, that is, that is, that is the determinant of whether you have character or not, you know. Um, we're having it with, I think, one of the teachings that I was saying that CIA archives all tweets, all Facebook messages, all WhatsApp messages, and so people began to sweat immediately. I could feel the sweat in this AC, you know, because the thoughts that CNN archives all my WhatsApp messages, say CNN, CIA <laughs> archives all my WhatsApp messages, you know, for some people that's a dark world that they thrive in, you know, in itself. Who are you in the dark world, in the virtual world? Who are you when no one is watching? And that is the determinant factor, whether you have character or not. Praise the name of the Lord. And we've said over and over again that you are not a thief until... You cannot say you are not a thief until you have the opportunity of stealing and nobody would know and you don't steal. That's when you know you are not a thief. You cannot, you, you, it's, it's good for everybody to, to raise up hands and, 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 and say that we are all holy. But you cannot say you are not an adulterer until you have the opportunity to commit adultery and nobody would know and you back down. You don't commit adultery. That's when you are not an adulterer. Who are you when no one is watching? Praise the name of the Lord. And it's different from, from reputation because reputation is, is, is what other people think about us. Reputation is what others think about us. If you are new at Tribe, you obviously would have an outline. You're supposed to be following along and filling in the, the gaps as, as we go so that it's easy for everybody to be on the same page and you can have something to refer to down the line. So reputation is what others think about us while character is, is who we are. Your character is not your reputation and your character is not your achievement. Your achievement influences your reputation. Your character is not your achievement. What's the difference between character and achievement? Simple. Character is who you are. Achievement is what you have done. What you have done is not who you are. What you do flows from who you are, yes, but what you have done is not who you are. Is not who you are. While there are examples of lapses in character from, from leadership, from, from secular leadership, uh, political leadership, I mean, we all know the story of Bill Clinton and, and what's, the, what's that girl's name again? Monica Lewinsky. And yeah, I mean, to boardroom um, executive scandals, to Church scandals, I mean, we hear all sorts of stories time and again. Why we hear all those scary stories 
of lapses in character, you know, the truth is that there are loads of examples and evidences of strong character even around us. There, it's, it's not a useless, it's not an hopeless case. Every day I see examples of people that have strong character. And it's important that we highlight those because if we do not, we will think there is no hope. But there is hope, praise the name of the Lord. So when you see a woman, let's take a simple example, a, a woman that is shy, she's very shy, but she overcomes her shyness to testify before God's people that whereas I was blind, now I can see. This is what God has done in my life. That is courage. And that is character. Courage is one of the six bedrocks of, of character. We're going to be looking at six bedrocks of character. And we're going to span them over six weeks. When you, a man decides that I am going to wake up 20 minutes earlier to jog and to work out. And the man says, I'm going to <laughs> be fit. And he actually wakes up 20 minutes earlier to jog. That is discipline. That is character. Discipline is another bedrock of character. When a teacher sees a stubborn student that is causing all sorts of trouble, and the teacher is able to identify that this child is not delinquent, this child is a genius, is too bored with all the activities, and the teacher can bring out the genius in the child, that is vision, that is character. We see that every time, don't we? That's character. When someone sits for jam and jam jams the person multiple times and there's no admission to university and the person keeps doing jam until the person jam jams, jams jam. <laughs> Not gym jam, <laughs> the TV station. The person jams jam and the person gains admission. That is endurance. That is character. Endurance is another bedrock of character. When you come to church like this and you notice someone, you say, how are you doing? And the person says, you know, people always say fine, even if they are going through hell. Says, how are you, going? How are you doing? Fine. And you are able to see beyond the fine and see that this person needs attention. And you stretch forth your hand and you uh, offer a listening ear and you show compassion. That is character. Compassion is a bedrock of character. And that happens in God's favorite house a lot. Praise the name of the Lord. A lot. A man came out to testify of how somebody gave him a car. That, well, I don't want to say only happens in God's favorite house. I'm sure it happens at other places, but very few places. Compassion. And this person that gave this man a car, guess how many cars she has? Only one. 
She doesn't have two. She doesn't have five. She has only one car. That's compassion. That's character. That's character. When a parent refuses to take a lucrative job, a job that will pay him or her three times, four times more, just because they want to have more time for their family, that is self-sacrifice. That is character. Most people without character will go and let the TV train their children. That's character. That's self-sacrifice. So those are these six um, uh, bedrocks of character. So to have character, you need, you need courage, you need discipline, you need vision, you need endurance, you need compassion, you need self-sacrifice. Those are the six bedrocks of character. Well, there may be more, but those are the six we are looking at. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And the world would be a better place if, if our own character grows stronger. You and I, if our character grows stronger, if we grow stronger in courage, if we grow stronger in discipline, in vision, in endurance, in compassion, in self-sacrifice, if we grow stronger in our character, the world would be a better place. And when I see people that have Character. I'm drawn to people that have character. I love people that have character. And I'm sure you are too. We all are drawn to people that have character. Who will you leave your child with? Someone that has character or someone that doesn't have character? It's a no-brainer. Think about it. Someone that has character. Who will you leave your business with? Somebody that has character or somebody that doesn't have character? Somebody that has character. Character is so crucial. It's so, so, so crucial. They asked a um, football coach, some very popular football coach. So if you follow soccer, you know him. He's one of the most controversial coach, coaches. Who is he? Moreno. <laughs> they asked him, out of all the, the, the players he has coached, who can he leave his child with? While he was thinking, they suggested, can he leave his child with CR7? He said, lie, lie. He can never leave his child with Ronaldo. They mentioned a few names. He says, ah, those ones we teach my child how to party. He said, who, who can you leave your child with? He said, Michael Essien. He says, he says, because the guy has character. You can trust him. You know? And the question is, don't you want to be that person that people will say, this person has character. You can trust her. You can trust him. And God will make us such people in Jesus' name. So let's zoom in on the first bedrock of character, which is courage. Courage. Courage is the ability to, to look fair in the face and triumph. 
I don't want to be a coward. I don't want to be a coward. I want to be courageous. And you can't have character if you don't have courage. You, you can't have character if you don't have courage. 2 Timothy 1.7, the word of God says in 2 Timothy 1.7, says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, of love, and self-discipline. So God has not given us the spirit of fear. God has given us a courageous, a courageous spirit. God has given us a courageous spirit. Now, so how do I become courageous? Courage is a bedrock of character. It's one of the six bedrocks that we are looking at. So how do I become courageous? How do I become courageous, pastor? Do I just wish to be courageous, then I become courageous? Does it come by prayer? Do I pray to be courageous? <laughs> I'll become courageous. Do I just wave a magic wand and become courageous? Do, do I ask pastors to lay hands on me so that I can become courageous? Then I become courageous. How do I become courageous? Simple. You become courageous. You grow in courage. If you get this, a whole lot of things fall into place when it comes to being courageous. You grow in courage by facing your fear. I grow in courage by facing my fear. I grow in courage by facing my fear. Look, I can tell you stories upon stories upon stories of how I faced a little fear, then I overcame it, then a bigger one came, I overcame it. As, as, as I overcome my fears, I become more courageous. David could say to Saul, the lion came, I killed it. I overcame that fear of lion. I overcame the fear of bears. I can overcome the fear of this Goliath. President of the Lord. Psalm 91, verse 5, says, Do not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrows that flies in the day. Don't be afraid of terror. What's terror? Fear. God is saying, don't be afraid of fear. Don't be afraid of fear. In other words, you can face fear in the face and refuse to be afraid. You can look fear in the face and refuse to be afraid. You see, sometimes we think that courageous people were born like that. You know, people have said, oh, but you are courageous. Oh, but that person is courageous. No, nobody is born courageous. In that sense, everybody develops courage or fails to. God wants you to develop your courage. Why? Because courageous people are ordinary people who have learned to face their fears rather than run from their fears. So you can fill that in. Courageous people are ordinary people who have learned to face their fears rather than run from, from their fears. So when it comes to fear, you, we have two options. You have only two options with fear. You can run from fear or you can face the fear. 
You can run from fear or you can what? Face the fear. Now, um, I, would, I would need the ushers to help us with some mics. We need like three mics because we're going to be doing a lot of um, back and forth and discussion. So, I want you to think of a time you acted courageously. Think of a time. It doesn't have to be something great. It can be. It does, and no, nothing is too little to be, not to be courageous about. Think of a time that you acted courageously. Take a moment. Think of a time you acted courageously. How many people are yet to think of a time they acted courageously? I can't remember any time. Keep that hand up. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. Uh, six. So the rest of us are courageous people. Amen. Since you've remembered a time you've acted courageously, Oga, tell us. Reverse uh, engineering. Oh, yeah. Tell us. Give us just one instance. You acted courageously. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, talking about acting courageously, mm. um, I take my mind back to when I was in school. Okay. Um, my school, we had um, a chief security officer that was very strict. Okay. And at most time, before you could approach him, you need to, you'd be carrying a panting heart because, one, he doesn't want seeing people around his office unless it is urgent. Actually, I graduated from a school that um, nobody lives outside. It was strictly indoor. So before you must go out, your reasons... Secondary school or university? University. University? Yeah. Wow. Your reasons <laughs> must be so genuine. And um, I remember a day I wanted going out to get something, but I didn't know what to say when I get to him. And I had to gather up myself. So you acted courageously. Yes. And you spoke to your uh, CSO. When I went there, I told him, sir, this is what I want to go and do outside. He looked at me in the force and told me, you are not serious. He asked me to get out of his office, but I refused because I, I really wanted to go out. So after he saw the, the do I say, a zeal that I really wanted to go out here. That you were courageous. Yes, he now approved it. I don't know if I'm getting it right <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. That's, 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 thank you for sharing that. Um, uh, um, <clears throat> a lady this time. Okay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, I used to be somebody that was very scared of staying alone. Okay. So bad that when everybody leaves the house, I also look for a friend and go and stay with the friend just so that I will not sleep alone in the house. But recently, I wanted to rent my own place and I had so many things to tell myself. Ah, will you sleep at night? No, 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 no. But I just had to gather my courage I rent the place, and even though sometimes I have to earn my touch, like, but at least I'm going to stand by myself. <laughs> so you were courageous, you faced it. Now, let's let's start for that courageous sister. Now, the, the key thing, a question to just both of you, just to, to prove what I'm saying. Did you, when you were in the CSO's office, did you feel fair at all? 
Did you, when you were, yes, you will feel it, thank you. When you were going to stay alone, did you feel fair? Of course you did, you bought trudge right. <laughs> the point is this, you know, courageous people are people that look fear in the face and act anyway. Courageous people are people that know that fear is just what it is. It's fair. Like someone says, the acronym for fear is false evidence appearing real. So, in what situation or situations do you find that you lack courage? Now, I need you to tick one or more. Is it in your family, your marriage, or family could be your siblings or your marriage, or is it at work? You, you lack courage at work. Is it in prayer? Is it that you lack courage in prayer? When it's time to pray, you, 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 you cower. Or is it in your witness for Christ? When it's time to share your faith, you open your mouth and nothing comes out. Or is it around certain people? When you are with a group of other people, you are fine. But when you are around certain people, you, you, you lack courage. Take it, don't worry. Nobody's marking it. So be sincere. <laughs> Just be sincere. Now, the truth is that you may also have other areas. That's why we have others there. So the next question is really, what are you most afraid of? You know, if on a scale of 1 to 10, um, 1 is courage. Less than 1 is, is courage. 10 is fear. So, what are you most afraid of? What is scoring 9, 10? On your scale, what are you most afraid of? Write it down. So, they are most afraid of getting married. I saw the lady; she's so afraid of getting married. Some people are so afraid of having children. Yeah, a lady said that she doesn't want children. She doesn't want anybody to start competing with her husband. She wants her husband to herself. Real life. Some people are most afraid of, I don't know. What is it? They are most afraid of. Now, question. How many people ticked they lack courage in prayer? Let me see your hands. Okay, okay, okay. Put on your hand. God bless you. How many people ticked they lack courage in prayer? witnessing 
for Christ. How many people? Okay, okay, okay. Thank you. Put down your hands. It's okay. Don't worry, there's no right or wrong. Everybody's afraid of something. So, so Pastor, what are you afraid of? I'm afraid of hell. <laughs> I don't want to go to hell. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's the only thing I'm afraid of. Hell. Um, how many people chose family or marriage? How many people? Okay, okay, okay. Put on your hand. You can see the hands. You know, as a pastor, I'm gathering intelligence. <laughs> how many people say at work? Okay, okay. Very few, but we still have some people. How many people say around certain people? I'm afraid around certain people. Okay, okay. Put on the hand. Okay. Awesome. Okay, so what are you afraid of the most? Has everybody written it down? Okay. Hopefully, we'll have enough time to get back to, to, get back to that. Hopefully. Now, we're going to read Daniel chapter 1 from verse 1 to 21. Now, I want you to open your Bibles. I'm going to put it up on the screen. Please put it up on the screen. I, I, I think I left it out of the notes. Um, Daniel 1, from verse 1 to 21. Daniel chapter 1, from verse 1 to 21. Now, I want us to read together. Daniel 1, 1 to 21. Let's read together. It's on the screen. Daniel 1. 1 to 21. Let's read together. 1, 2, go. During the third year of King Jehoiakim's reign in Judah, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came to Jerusalem and besieged it. Judah. Man, I'm sorry. Um, can, can we just do it full screen? Just take me out. Yes. Is that possible? Okay. I think that is easier. I want us to read together because I want us to connect to the story. It's a long read so that if somebody's reading it, you don't just fall asleep or something. <clears throat> okay. Verse 2, the Lord gave him victory over King Joachim of Judah and permitted him to take some of the sacred objects from the temple of God. So Nebuchadnezzar took them to the land of Babylonia and placed them in the treasured house of his God. Learning are gifted with knowledge and good judgment and are suited to serve in the royal palace. Train these young men in the language and literature of Babylon. The king assigned them a daily ration of food and wine 
from his own kitchens. They were to be trained for three years and then they would enter the royal service. Daniel, Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah were four of the young men chosen, all from the tribe of Judah. The chief of staff them these Babylonian names. Daniel was called Belteshazzar, Ananiah was called Shadrach, <clears throat> Michelle was called Meshach, Azariah was called Abednego. But Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and wine given to them by the king. He asked the chief of staff for permission not to eat this unacceptable foods. Now, God had given the chief of staff both respect and affection for Daniel. But he responded, I'm afraid of my lord, the king, who has ordered that you eat this food and wine. If you become pale and thin compared to the other youths your age, I'm afraid the king will have me beheaded. Daniel spoke with the attendants who had been appointed by the chief of staff to look after Daniel, Ananiah, Michelle, and Azariah. Please test us for 10 days on a diet of vegetables and water, Daniel said. At the end of 10 days, see how we look compared to the other young men who are eating the king's food. Then make your decision in light of what you see. The attendant agreed to Daniel's suggestion and tested them for 10 days. At the end of 10 days, Daniel and the three friends looked healthier and better nourished than the young men who had been eating the food assigned by the king. So after that, the attendant fed them only vegetables instead of the food and wine provided for the others. God gave these four young men an unusual aptitude for understanding every aspect of literature and wisdom. And God gave Daniel the special ability to interpret the meaning of visions and dreams. When the training period ordered by the king was completed, the chief of staff brought all the young men to the king Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them and no one impressed him as much as Daniel, Ananiah, Michelle, and Azariah. So they entered the royal service. Whenever the king consulted them in any matter requiring wisdom and balanced judgment, he found them ten times more capable than any of the magicians and enchanters in the entire kingdom. This Daniel remained in the royal service until the first year of the reign of King Cyrus. Praise the Lord. Now, this story is a story that every time I read it, I'm always amazed at the circumstances that surrounded Daniel and his friends. And how God can take them and still make them. Daniel, you know when he says this, and Daniel, 
remained in the royal service until the first year of the reign of King Darius. What it means is Daniel survived four dynasties. Four dynasties. And each of those kings, when they come, when they, over, when they overcome, when they, when, when they overcome each other and take the territories, they always gather intelligence and they tell, they get information. There's some guy called Daniel. You need, you need him on your board. Another king will come. There's some guy called Daniel. There's some, I mean, there's something about Daniel, and that thing is character. Character will make you survive. You see, many times we are, we are afraid of men. You're afraid of your boss. You're afraid of, that's why people compromise largely out of fear. If you knew that God can make you outlast the people that even you are afraid of right now, you'll be at peace. Praise the name of the Lord. So we are going to um, study and discuss this scripture, passage of scriptures, by asking seven questions. Again, I am not going to provide the answers to these questions alone. We are all going to provide the answers together. Everyone say together. Good. So the first question is this. What will make God permit Babylon to have victory? You know, this is just on the side. It's related though, but I couldn't ignore this. To have victory over Jerusalem. And what can we learn from this? Now, Babylon, if you understand biblical history, is, is like, is like an epitome of anti-God. Jerusalem is the city of the most high God on earth as it were. It's where the people of God lived. It's where the temple of God is. It's where the ark of God resides. What will make God allow Babylon to overrun Jerusalem? I'm asking a question. What will make God allow Babylon to take Jerusalem captive? What will make God allow unbelieving nation and people to crush Christians. While we are thinking of the answer, when I, when I was preparing, you know, I said to God, what I will do that will make you leave me? Let me not do it. In the name of Jesus, may I never touch it. What I will do that will make you back off? First, kill me first. If I'm going to do it tomorrow, kill me today. So if you hear that I've gone to be with the Lord, a witch did not kill me. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. May God 
not depart from you. In the name of Jesus. What will make God turn his back on his temple? Who wants to help us? Quickly now, okay? Okay, there's a hand at the back. Okay, I didn't see that. Yes. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Um, my own opinion might be a bit contrary to what you're saying. But um, when you asked that question, the first thing that occurred to me was that God cannot be boxed in the sense that um, it might not necessarily, of course, there's the angle of um, discipline for Jerusalem, but it might be that God just wanted to um, elevate Daniel and his um, colleagues, and the only way he was going to do it was by, you know, allowing the kingdom of Babylon to rise for a time. And after that time, he would, you know, do whatever he wanted to do with Babylon. So I'm looking at it from the angle of God wanting to favor Daniel and using the route of, of um, allowing okay. Babylon the um, opportunity. I hear you. Well, that is not why. Okay. God has a covenant with his people. You know, um... Um, sometimes the answer is the obvious. We don't need to overthink these things. <laughs> okay, we also go. Yeah. But thank you anyway. Um, let's clap for her. For the boldness to overcome the inertia. Yeah. Good evening. I would say disobedience to God and his loss, all what he has asked them to do. Absolutely. 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 It's disobedience. Yes. Go ahead. A rebellious heart. A rebellious heart. Okay, so we are feeling disobedience. Rebellious acts. Disobedience, lively. Okay, there's a there's a hand there. Let's see. Quickly. Now <clears throat> Righteousness exalts a nation. Why sin is a reproach? Okay. So you're just buttressing what you're saying. Righteousness exalts a nation. Why sin is a reproach to any people? So God allowed Babylon to overrun Jerusalem because the people of God disobeyed their God. God will not crush the whole of Jerusalem that has his own children because he wants to promote Daniel. Daniel doesn't have a better covenant than the next Jew. They have the same covenant. Rather, Daniel, God says, I will give nations for you, for your life. Okay, question number two. How does this passage of scripture show that to be a person of character, you need courage? How does this passage of scripture show us 
that to be a person of character, you need courage. Okay, sir. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, the reference to when Daniel met the attendant of the chief of staff and asked him to give him a 10-day period to test the veracity of his claims to eat only vegetables and water was when Daniel demonstrated courage and character. Absolutely. That's, that's an example. Thank you. Okay. Okay, I get it. In tribe, clapping happens less because we have a pen, we have, our hands are busy, you know. Okay, I get that. Now, um, uh, yeah, so Daniel had to um, face up to Aspinas and say to him, allow us this. So how else? Is there any other act of courage that we see there? Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I think the entire scripture that we read is actually filled with different sorts of acts of courage uh, right from the beginning because um, the, uh, the foreign king had taken uh, the children of Judah and of course, naturally, they'll be filled with fear at that time like, okay, there's someone uh, not of their own that is ruling them. So that in itself has unfair. Now, he suddenly called a few of them and bring them. <laughs> they think like, they want to go and behead guy, them. <laughs> is he coming to slaughter us or what? That has some element of fear. Bring them in. What, uh, give us food. We don't want food, this kind of food. That's another fear. Even from the, the servant also that says, ah, if I don't give you this food, that is fair also. So going back to where you started out with us from, that courage is confronting your fear. I see a lot of fair stories in this scripture and it just shows confronting them requires a lot of courage as all of them did. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Excellent. Okay. I know, minimal clapping, you are writing. Okay. So, that's, okay. Does, I thought that has done justice, but okay, there's another hand right there. I was going to say, um, and I think if you look at verse 8, it says Daniel resolved... And I think he had even resolved in his mind, mm. even before he asked for permission. Mm. So he had made up his mind whether or not this guy permitted me, I'm still not going to go ahead and be ready to die for it. I didn't even look at that. <laughs> ah, that's true. Daniel resolved in his heart. So he was asking for permission out of being nice. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Okay. Isn't this, isn't this awesome? You know? Number three. Why did Daniel ask not to eat food from the royal kitchens, which can easily be seen as favor? Imagine. I mean, I've said it before. If it were today's Christian, all your friends and everybody in Israel are slaves and they allow them to be in the palace, to eat from the kitchen of the king, drinking the wine the, drink, the king is drink, drinking. Isn't that testimony worthy? 
A lot of people will come out and dance. I have a very big God. He's always on my side. It's your testimony in today's Christian, you know, materialism. So why did Daniel ask to eat vegetables and water? And he doesn't want to eat, you know, he, he calls it, the scripture calls it, um, how did Daniel call it? Um, how did he describe the food? Yes, he didn't want to define himself. He says he didn't want to eat the... He didn't want to eat what? The unacceptable foods. <laughs> you know? Unacceptable foods. So why did Daniel ask? Yes, uh, uh, another person. Wait. If nobody else, they would. Okay, yes. As a hand there. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I think the 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 reason why is that Daniel is Daniel was disciplined because he knows that the land of Babylon they are serving a strange god. For him eating from the king's kitchen means him defiling himself to eat the food of the gods. So I think that is the reason why he didn't want to eat the food. Okay. Okay. Praise the name of the Lord. So it wasn't that Daniel was antisocial or just erratic. He understood that. Oh, does anybody else have anything to say? Okay, about that. Okay. I thought that was done. So maybe let's see if we have. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We, according to the. Oh, sorry, Oga. I need to tell you who to give the mic to. Otherwise, there will be a lot of confusion. It's okay, go on, sir. According to the passage, yeah. it will have been a privilege for Daniel to eat and dine with the king. Yes. But he just have to summon courage by refusing the food. That we see self-denial. And so yeah. why did he say he does not want? Self, he denied himself of the moment of pleasure to gain the future benefit. At the end of the day, it was 10 times better. Okay, okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Okay. Um, let's take that thing. Take the, the mic to, to the lady the waving at back. Let's take that. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Yes. Um, I believe Daniel was trying to um, keep his covenant with God because in the Old Testament, there were food types God said they shouldn't eat. Um, types of fish, types of animal. And Daniel knew that the king's or the king of Babylon, that they prepared such food. Rishi, so Rishi, he didn't inside. want to eat such food because he wanted okay. to up uphold this Okay, covenant. fantastic. Fantastic. So, number one, there are foods unfast to idols. Number two, it's uh, the possibility that there are unclean, unacceptable food types that is, is, we defile this covenant with Jehovah. Yes. If you're trying to um, be smart, and wise, like the king requires. You can't be eating fat and carbohydrates. You will eat true if you want to be, you know. Okay. You will eat. So from a scientific standpoint. Yes. You will eat vegetable <laughs> and lots of water. Because okay. I'm a teacher and I work with children. And when we have these issues in class, we tend to say that children drink a lot of sugar, a lot of bread. And we say, okay, try to change these children's diets. They take vegetable, carrots, and stuff. And, and they become sharper? Yes. Wow. Scientifically proven. Okay. So, thank you for that. So, there, there are three reasons. 
Wow. I wouldn't have, if I was preaching straight, I wouldn't have said that. <laughs> Question number four. Daniel and his friends had reasons to be bitter and to question God. Why did God allow them to be taken captive? Why did God allow evil to happen to their parents? They were separated from their parents and all that stuff. Yet, they chose to live for God. How does this apply to and inspire us today? Things could not have gone worse, quote and unquote, for Daniel. He was a slave boy, they, and his nation knew God. So they told him that he has a big God, and he's a slave. They told him he has a big God, and this big God could not stop this Babylonians from invading the city of God. Oh, I mean, shouldn't they, be, shouldn't they be bitter? Shouldn't they question God? Shouldn't they say, why? Shouldn't they have an attitude? What can we learn? Anybody? Okay, your hand again. Okay, let's start. We want to, ready to go around. Okay, let's, um, here. <clears throat> Yeah. Um, I think uh, they could have been bitter, but how does that apply to us? We need to understand that um, God is omnipotent. He's all-wise, all-knowing. He can choose to do whatever he wants. He gives, he takes away, and all we can do is say... Doesn't that show a picture of an erratic God <laughs> that we cannot even depend on? <laughs> I, I think what stops us from thinking that way is when we know that his thoughts towards us are thoughts of good. Okay. And at the end, is going to be his plan for us. Okay. They, are, they are going to be perfect. Okay, fine. Ahead, I'll take so. that. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> anybody else? Okay. We we'll want to take people that have not spoken. Um, yes. The lady, then we take him. Um, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to buttress what Bookie said. You know, Romans 8.28 talks about um, God having a plan for us. Mm. I believe that they know God. Now, they knew that, I mean, the plan that God has for them, I mean, God has a reason for taking them through that particular path, mm. and they knew that they were going to come out of it strong. Mm. And so, despite the fact that they were, I mean, in a strange land, they gave their best because they knew that they were honoring God with their best. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Awesome. <clears throat> okay. Hello. Yeah. I think these young men had an understanding of God. Because of that understanding, they knew that their people had broken God's com um, mm. covenant. Mm. And they knew what God had said he would do mm. when his covenant is broken. So they knew that God was not being erratic, that mm. he was just being a just God, mm. keeping to the agreement that he had with them. And that if he had preserved them, then they, what they should do was continue to maintain the covenant that he had made with them. Absolutely. That's okay, I'll take that also. Fantastic. Anybody else? Charles? You? You are not sure now. Are the ushers allowed? <laughs> okay. Um, let me see the hands again. Um, okay. So, we'll take Charles. We'll take, we've heard your voice. We want to hear people that we've not heard their voice. And we'll take him. <clears throat> so, tell us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, what I can see or learn from here is that um, situations should not define us. Should... Situations should not define us. Also. Yes. 
Sometimes issues around us might make us to question God or to say, God, why? Why me? You should just look up to God, take the lessons, even if it's a failure, take the lesson from there and ask God for more direction and you will get better. Amen. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Uh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, I think how this inspires us is that uh, Daniel knows his God and uh, trusts his God not to disappoint. So he believes the God is house and uh, the God has never disappointed him. So he has no reason to doubt him. Thank you. Okay. Hallelujah. So sometimes we don't understand God, but we just trust him. So let's say three. Okay. So we'll take just lady in white. I will roll over to the next question. <clears throat> All right, praise God. I just wanted to share this quickly. Um, I remembered when I lost my mom. Um, it, <laughs> okay, it was on a Thursday. Then I had to go to church on Sunday. It was Thanksgiving. Everybody was dancing. I couldn't dance. I couldn't praise God. Then it was so. It was still fresh in my mind. Then. Later, after a while, I had to go through this phase of, you know, talking to myself and reminding myself that God is still God. Whether, you know, you've lost somebody or something bad happened to you, God is still God. And there's this song that always, you know, kept me going. This song, you were God alone in the good times and bad, you were on the truth. Okay, so, so that's, it. That's, a, that's a good example. Thank you very much <clears throat> for that. Um, for that example, so you, you came out of it and you did not fight God. <laughs> All right. Question number five for time. We need to rule. I know you guys have a lot of things to share. Question number five. Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is a decision not to compromise in the face of fear. Which verses demonstrates this. Now, I did that deliberately, so it forces us to go back to that scripture. Which verses demonstrate this? Give us the verse and you read it. Okay. Um, oh, choir. Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I think um, verse 14. Verse 14. The, what does it the, say? Even the steward, despite knowing that if he exempt the, the, the four men from eating, his head will be cutting off. He also continued to exempt them from the royal menu of food and drink and serve them only vegetables. Okay. Verse 14. The steward himself had the courage. No, no, no. Despite, no, no. Okay, fine. Go on. Yeah, that despite what the king, what can happen to him, what will happen to him, Absolutely. he had the courage okay. to still give okay. them. <clears throat> okay, so that's, that's, a, that's a scripture. The verse, okay. Okay, um, in verse 8. But Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and wine given to them by the king. He asked the chief of staff for permission not to eat this unacceptable food. Okay, that is also, that is also correct. Which other verse tells us, depicts this? Um, verse 10. Verse 10. Okay, question number six. The passage shows us some attributes of courage 
which can you see? Which of the attributes of courage can you see? This passage shows us some attributes of courage. <laughs> Same hands. Come on. We need newer people. No, you have spoken. You have spoken. Okay, has a hand at the back. Attributes of courage. Um, good evening, church. Good evening. I have about six. Can I read six? Six attributes of courage. <laughs> Fantastic. Shoot. I have risk taking because um, for him to have gone to meet the... Risk taking. Yes. One. Number two. Okay. Trust. Trusting in God. Trust. Obedience. Because he won't, didn't want to defile himself. Obedience. Ten, um, determination. He was resolved not to defile himself. So he was determined. Determination. To yeah. Okay. Wisdom. He was wise because even after the chief officer turned him down, he went to the guard yeah. who was giving charge of them. Wisdom. And that is also, that example can also work for tenacity. Then t tenacity is number six? Yes. Tenacity. Awesome. You don't finish the thing now. I mean, <laughs> let it remain. Okay, who else? Oh, you see, I have some more. Okay. Um, but you have spoken now. I need someone that has not spoken. Okay, speak. You know, some people will have double portion when we get to heaven. Give him the mic, please. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I just want to read from what I, I jotted down here. Okay. First, I believe um, before Daniel applied for or was selected for, to be eligible to go through that training, he first had a vision. Courage. No, we want to we don't okay. say Daniel now. What I see about that is... No, first, not Daniel. Courage. Attributes of courage. And what I can see. Just list, give us an attribute of courage okay. that you can First, see. I see boldness. You see boldness? Yes. Oh, yeah, okay, fine. Seven. I see boldness. I'll take boldness. Okay. And yes. I see a courageous spirit. That is synonymous. Synonyms. 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 Thank you. Um, okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Anybody else? Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Right at that corner. And you have something to say? Okay. Just give me an attribute, okay? No long stories, yeah. Discipline. Discipline. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, this might be deemed repetition, but I, I would say endurance. Endurance, I'm reading the bedrocks of character already. <laughs> yes, I'm coining it. Okay. Ooh, okay, I'll take endurance. Now... Um, something I've noted down here is this. Attribute of courage. Courage is infectious. It's contagious. Because Daniel had courage, his four friends, his three friends, contacted it. Because they had courage, the, um, 
their supervisor also took the risk, you know. So courage is contagious. The same way fear is contagious, courage is when somebody steps out in courage, other people follow, follow suit. Um, also, final <laughs> um, attribute is courage is rewarded. Courage is always rewarded. Verses 17 and 20, courage is always rewarded. And rewarded. Now, last question. What encouragement do you find in this passage to face your uncertainties and fears? What encouragement personally do you find? I'm not talking about what general encouragement can you see. What encouragement do you find in this passage to face your uncertainties and fear? What encouragement do you find? Okay, with the hand in front. Praise God. Hallelujah. For me, I would have said 10 days is not enough for um, three years to compare to three years. I'm a very analytical person, and I would have analyzed 10 years. Uh, you would say years. 10 years is not enough. I don't get it. Ten, 10 days. 10 days is not, not enough to... Compare to three years. Oh, okay. So I would, have, I would have told myself, okay, watch me for three months or watch me for six months. Okay, okay. And see if the food will really Right, work. okay. So I would have analyzed and analyzed. And right. the, the officer didn't even think about it. He just said 10 days, okay, 10 days. The officers must have actually thought they would fail because 10 days, like yeah. you said, is, is not enough. So, and he went with 10 days. So I can, I have learned from it that even if it doesn't make sense to me, I should just ask. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is our hands free to clap? Okay. Absolutely. It doesn't need to make sense. Also, leave room for the supernatural. Leave, leave room for God. You know, 10 days, God has to help them. Otherwise, they're in trouble. Um, okay. The shawl, red shawl at the back. Okay. Praise God. Yeah. Um, what? What I've learned from this is that no matter what situation you find yourself in, no matter how bad you think it is, I mean, Daniel was a slave. You know, no matter how bad, God always has a plan for you. You should not forget that. Okay. Amen. Awesome. Yes. Knowing your fear, you should be ready to really know the reason you are afraid. Get to really know it then find a way to face it and believe that at the end of whatever you're doing, you won't fail. Trust that you won't fail. Okay. Um, yes, sir. Then we take yours. Then take that. We get now. Whoever gets there first. Yeah. I think there's an aspect of it that we're probably overlooking. Okay. The selection was not done randomly. No. It says, make sure they are well-versed in every branch of learning, are gifted with knowledge and good judgment. Now, I think that is an aspect of it that actually served them 
these guys were really very smart guys. And I, I suspect that they already knew they could survive quite easily and be healthy on vegetables. Mm. So sometimes how we've applied ourselves before we actually get into a fear-threatening situation can also help us. So Absolutely. the knowledge he had made him confident and bold. He knew that we could go through this. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, so give her the, the mic, then we'll take... Praise hey. God. Hallelujah. Go ahead. Oh. oh. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. From what I learned here is that is that Daniel trusts God. Because he wouldn't know what the king's reaction would be if he discovered that he didn't eat from his delicacy. But whatever it may be, he just trusted God that God will see him through. So how does that apply to you? It applies to me that in every situation, in everything, I should trust God, no matter how hard or simple it may be. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah, like one of my fears that I take here around some certain people. You know, oh. sometimes some situation, you know, um, whatever the situation is, it might just be a person that is being used during that period, you know, and um, that fear may just come up. But from everything I've been listening to, I, I know that the person is just a human being, you know, and we have God. Amen. You know, and whatever it is, whatever, you know, that is required of you and is a man that is bringing it, you have God. Amen. Face up and, you know, confront the situation and God will see you through. Okay, so you are going to face up and confront your situation. Yes, that is Okay, uh, and yeah. God will see you through. Yes. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, Estek has, uh, who has, have you spoken? You have spoken. Okay. Okay, uh, there are certain um, responsibilities that God would allow you to do. Fires separation. Fires um, like Daniel said, I will not defile myself. There are certain positions, there are certain battles that God allows your way that requires you to separate, come out from among the crowd. And it's usually not funny. It's usually not, um, it's not the uh, popular thing yeah. for people to do. So it takes courage to stand alone. So how does that apply to you? How it applies to me, yes. the, um, the certain situations in my life that right. I can actually stand alone, alone with God. With God. I can stand Amen. alone with God. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you. So that's choir is done. So we'll take one more. You have spoken. We take one more. You have spoken. You have spoken. I'm sorry. We take one more. Okay. And the final lady. Then we go to the commit and we are done. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I learned something. Like you said that courage is always rewarded. Yeah. I want to also say that God also rewards. He states here throughout the story, Daniel did A. Daniel did this. Mm. Daniel spoke to the God. And at the end, after God saw what Daniel did, at the last verse, he says that Daniel stayed. Where is that verse? Even after, even after... 
even after the tenure of King Nebuchadnezzar had ended, right. God rewarded Daniel. Right. It does not state the four of them right. who did all that. It only states Daniel. Daniel lived through King Nebuchadnezzar's time right. and stayed till four, like you said, four Fire generations yeah. or something like that. So God rewarded Daniel's faith and trust in him. Belshazzar, um, the and Cyrus. <laughs> These guys, they compare many, many, they care about Prasimo. Where are they? Uh, Darius, yes, that's Darius. Then Cyrus. I was trying to remember his name. Um, okay. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, final one. Um, from, from my own understanding, I, okay, I believe I, I understood that Daniel knew how far God has brought him. He knew for him to get to that position, it was God all true that had helped him. So he gave God that special position in his mind that even when it comes to food, eating, or anything he will do that mm. will show God's um, place in his life or character, God has to be the first. Mm. So I believe I have to allow God to take that first most important position in my life, even if there are uncertainties. Amen. Thank you very much. Okay, let's clap for ourselves. Um, that was a very good Bible study, but like we learned that we don't only hear it, we act on it, then we pass it on. So we need to commit, we need to act on it and pass it on. So what are some fears that you have been running from rather than facing? So I want you to take a minute and write them down, at least could be one, it could be two, it could be three. If you have up to ten, I would advise to summarize and focus on three. Three top ones, you know. But if you don't have up to three, it's okay. Now, the next thing is identify one action you need to take in order to face each fear. For instance, if it's the fear of failing an exam, the action would be, I'm going to register and start preparing for this exam. Then you need to decide when. Not just, I'm going to register and start preparing. I'm going to register for the September, okay, for the December diet of the exam. Or I'm going to register for January session. Or for jump in February. Or for... Then action is, another action step is, how do I pass this on? This knowledge I've learned about character and the bedrocks of character. I've learned about courage today. How do I pass this on? Am I going to bring a friend to thrive next week? Wednesday, am I buying this CD or getting it for free? I don't know what's obtainable right now. And give it away. Am I making sure I'm going to help somebody subscribe to the podcast and listen to it? How do I pass this on? Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads, as we pray. I want you to pray that your character will be stronger and stronger in the name of Jesus. And if, if you are here, you need to accept Jesus. You're like, Pastor, 
I need Christ in my life. How can I have character when I don't have Christ? Or you, you used to say, Pastor, I used to be with Jesus, but I'm backslidden. Can you pray with me? I want to pray with you. I don't need you to come forward. Wherever you are seated, I want to pray with you. That is, that is me, Pastor. Pray with me. Put up your hand now over your head. I will pray together. That is me. I want to accept Jesus. I want to come back to Jesus. I want to rededicate my life to Jesus. That is me. If you are online, instructions should be scrolling. Pray with me, Pastor. Father in heaven, we pray for everyone that has heard your word today. Lord, the grace to walk in the fullness of the character that you require of us, given to us. Honor and glory be given to you. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you.